We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I am your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And I am joined, as always, on our Slate Breakdown by Evan Cheney, who you could find on Twitter at echaney 69 You can also find his work uh, doing some NHL work over at Numberball. What's up, Ev? How are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Besides uh, having PTSD over last week. Yeah, it was uh, – I, I talked about it a little bit on the, on the solo pod. That came out yesterday, and uh, – yeah, had had 19 of 20 with 6 of 6 through the cut and lost money on the birdie. So, it's the best of us, right? I guess. I, I I've never heard of such a thing. Like, I don't So, Sung Jae-im was in in my in a bunch of my lineups and he was yeah. in the top 10. <clears throat> I don't know if I had another guy like inside the top 30 and <laughs> They all made the cut. Like it was just absurd. The just when I was scrolling through, I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know, this is fine. Like it's Sunday. We're heading into Sunday. I got six of six. I'm gonna start climbing with some of these. Not thinking I had like a legit sweat or anything. Like I knew I didn't have like I, I didn't have a good combination of like really high up there on the leaderboard, but I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna lose with ninety-five percent six of six. So you thought. That's not a thing that's going to happen, right? And I'm just sitting there watching. And like an hour before the tournament ends, I'm like up quite a bit. And then all the, like the last three or four groups finished the last three or four holes. And it was just, just dropping like a fly. It was not great. Um, but it happens, right? I, I, I've never heard of such things happen, but like. Well, that's, that's what we provide. To. That's what we provide here at, uh, at, Bogey free presented by Rotoviz. We need to uh, we need to break new ground and be uh, be trendsetters here. So maybe this is a new thing. It's unique. Yes, absolutely for sure. 
before we jump into the show today, I do want to remind you guys that if you are a listener of the show who is not already subscribed to Rotoviz, you can get a special 10% discount through the podcast page by going to rotoviz.com slash podcast. We obviously have the NFL draft coming up. Um, I believe the Senior Bowl is going on right now. I saw. I know I saw some some hand size measurements and other things floating around Twitter oh, today. So is it that uh, time of year already. Something's happening uh, with the draft. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, if you're in dynasty leagues, if you're if you're trying to uh, play the Super Bowl showdown slate, whatever you're into, um, Rotoviz has you covered, and you can get ten percent off. By going to rotaviz.com slash podcast. So make sure you check it out. And uh, yeah, good uh, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, congrats real quick to Daddy Biggs for his listener league takedown. He's definitely won before. Um, had a really, really solid lineup with three guys in the top 10. He only he had a five of six, um, but three top 10s will, will get it done most of the time. So uh, good on you, sir. And uh, hopefully we see you in the Listener League streets again this week. I believe that it's full now. It's like, if it's not full, there's only a couple of spots. So I've been posting it when the, uh, when the solo pod goes up. So if, you, um, if you're not in the actual league and you're not getting alerts, you're probably going to get shut out of it most. Yeah, it's full already. So make sure you join the actual league so you get the alerts when it, when it posts. Um, and if we fill a couple more weeks, like Tuesday night, then I'll make it 75 next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. But, um, all right, enough of, enough of the housekeeping garbage. We have a slate to break down. It is the farmer's insurance open. It is Tory Pines, the North and South course. Um, one round a piece before the cut. And then we have a traditional, you know, Friday cut. Uh, like usual, not like last week with the Saturday, uh, the Saturday cut and, um, yeah, three rounds at the, at the longer course and one round at the shorter course. So, um, if you want to see the preview, it's linked in my article, the expected birdies article. So go ahead and check that out. Um, but let's hit, let's hit some buyer sells. We have Rory McElroy, $11,600 this week. What are we doing with Rory? He's clearly the best golfer in the field, right? By a, uh, by a hefty margin. I, I would say. So, depending on where value ends up, value, how it ends up shaking out this week, I would say he's definitely viable. And my question then becomes, who do you put around him? That's really all I have to say about him. Yeah. Like I buy it. I buy him for sure. Yeah. He, um, he's the, he's the absolute top of the power ranking model this week. Um, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty big gap between him and the next highest golfer who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and I was looking through and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this up this week, um, about the power ranking model, but basically, he has a hundred because he's the the highest score on the on the yeah. week. But golfers with a score of eighty or higher in the power ranking model only make up ten percent of like the field it, as like across. I, I don't know since like two thousand four since I back tested it, but they've accounted for forty two percent of the wins on tour. So um, 
definitely looking to get these types of guys into your lineup uh, when you're looking at the article. If a guy has a score over 80, he is fitting into that bucket, and Rory is the the absolute top of that list. So um, I don't know that you would feel terribly comfortable playing him in cash just because of what else it puts you on. Um, but if you, if you have a good core with, uh, with a couple of six K guys that make the cut and you, and you have Rory in there, I think you're probably in for a pretty good week. So, um, definitely something to consider. And we will talk about some of those cheaper guys, uh, down at the bottom of the show for the GPP plays. Um, so I'm buying him, uh, definitely in GPPs. I, I just think his win equity is pretty much unmatched. Uh, in the field this week. What about, what about Decky? He's $9,900. Seems a little cheap. Obviously this is a stronger field than we've, uh, than we've really seen at all this year so far, for sure. Um, What are you, what are your thoughts there? So this would come down to how much one weighs putting here. Cause obviously with Decky, you always have putting concerns. So if you're not weighing putting all that, like how would you personally weigh putting? Uh, I mean, how long do you have? You want me to explain? I, I have all night. We <laughs> look, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where he's obviously, um, you can't count on him gaining anything on the greens. I, I think with his ball striking, you can make an argument that it doesn't matter as much. Like at the Sony, he gained 5.8 strokes on approach um, and an- almost another three around the green. If he's going to have a performance like that, then, you know, he, he lost almost three and a half strokes putting at the Sony and still finished 12th because the he's gaining strokes everywhere else. So, um, I mean, you definitely can't rely on like over five strokes gained approach per, uh, per tournament. But, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I just can't, I can't not play him because of that. Like if, if that was, if that was a strong enough concern, then you would ever, never, ever, ever play Hideki Matsuyama. So what you're saying is because Deki, I mean, Deki is just that good elsewhere that you just play him. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, He's gained strokes T to green. All right, let me let me rephrase that. He's only lost strokes T to green two times since August of 2018. Yeah, that's so, pretty good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, so, like, for me, he's definitely – his ownership is going to be through the roof. Um, he's going to – right now he has the third most tags on Fanshare. I think he'll probably – uh, I, I could see a case where he might even leapfrog uh, the two guys ahead of him and be one of the like top two owned guys on the slate, even at 9,900. So you have to decide like what you're going to do with that. But as far as like, just from a golf perspective, he's, he's obviously a buy for me. I think we could both agree on that. And at 9,900, you are still getting a very good price on a very Good golfer, right? So, all right, let's hit. Let's hit some over unders. We uh, 
You're you you took a commanding lead last week. I'm I'm two back of you now. You're uh you're two and four. I'm four and or oh, backwards. Nice. You're four and two, and I'm two and four. Um, long season though, so I, I'm not worried. But uh, <laughs> we're going to start with Ricky Fowler. He's ninety seven hundred this week, and I put the number at fifteen and a half. So you have the honor here. Uh. I want to say under, but at the same time, there's guys playing this week that I would be very scared to put an under on Rory there. Or Ricky. Ricky. So you're going over. I'll go over. Look at you. That would be balls. Thing is, like with Fowler, it's like I don't get very strong vibes with him right now. Hmm. I don't know why. Like – I know he like he did well last last week. Yeah, he like, finished. Yeah, he finished tenth. But it was um, it was kind of a weak finish though. Like yeah. it was a bad tenth. You know what I mean? Because he was he was first round leader, tied for first, going into what Friday, Saturday. Um. Yeah. Going I know into he. Saturday. Yeah, and then he goes down to T three the end of Saturday, and now he ends tenth like. I don't want to see that. Like, yeah, 10th looks good, but not the way he did it. Yeah, I mean, he so he definitely struggled on stadium. He lost he lost strokes. That was uh, supposed to be the easy course. No, stadium is the harder course. Harder. Of the three. But they're still all easy. But he, he for sure struggled um, – on the those two rounds were the only ones that were measured for strokes gained, and he lost strokes everywhere but off the tee. Um, I mean, he's he's for sure going to make the cut, I would think, and I'm not terribly concerned about the field strength. I think this is I think this is probably um, it's probably good that he played last week as far as just like you know getting back into the swing of things, where a lot of these guys are making their first starts that are quote unquote above him. So I'm going to, I'm going to go under. Um, I think that he has like a, like a top 10 um, firmly in his, in his range of outcomes. So uh, we'll be, yeah, it's in his range of outcomes. There. But I don't know if I'm, a, if I'm a gambling man. I like the, uh, I like the odds you might get on over 15 and a half. That's just, well, that's just, we'll me. find out. That's just me. Um, how about Ryan Palmer? He is 8K, and I put it at 27 and a half. Oof. It's a toughie. I, I don't I – don't, he's not coming into this tournament looking too hot. Over – I mean, over his last 50 rounds. He, he really isn't. He's got – he's got bad around the green game. He's got – if he – I know that we talked about putting, but the putting is still iffy. Um, ball striking's even iffy. I, I don't. I don't like it. I'll go over. Yeah, I'm gonna go over too. I, I think. I think he's fine. Um, I, I, there's definitely some guys in his price range <clears throat> that I like a little bit more. He he's fourth in uh, tags on Fanshare right now, so I think his ownership might get a little wonky. He does have. Uh, the 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 dreaded course history here so 
Um, I'm sure that's going to inflate his ownership to points where I'm not going to play him. Uh, he is he has a 75 in the power ranking, so not not awful. Um, historically, guys in that range have finished in the top 20 like less than a quarter of the time, so like 24. percent So I think it's I think it's a pretty reasonable line. Well, I made the line, so I of course I think it's reasonable, but. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go slightly over. I think he makes the cut and probably ends up like T forty, like somewhere in that range. Wouldn't really shock me. Um, and then I'll start with uh, I'll I'll start with Straka here. Sepp Straka at sixty nine hundred. I put it at over under thirty two and a half. He's um, super cheap. I think he's going to potentially get popular. He's he's tenth right now in tags. Um, he is uh he played really well last week he's not necessarily like a a household name by any stretch but he um he he definitely fits here he's 16th in expected birdies this week he's finished fourth last week um had a pretty good putting week but he also struck the ball really well in the measured round so um i think i'm gonna go under that number i think it's a, a smidge too high you know what yeah, I'm going under there. His, I, I think as I keep reading around here, I know off the tee matters a lot. Uh, yeah, gaining strokes off the tee. He's eighth in the field in strokes gained off the tee. So you know what? Big under. Big under. Huge under on Seth. Yeah, he he it's hasn't lost under. strokes on a. Uh, he hasn't lost strokes off the tee since uh, the beginning of April last year. So. Um, definitely, definitely a good tee game. His approach kind of comes and goes. And right now it seems like it, it snapped back into form. So you kind of have to ride him when, uh, when that's going on, because when he loses it, it's, uh, it's a pretty ugly affair. So, um, he had, (laughs) he had five miscuts, then a fourth at the, at the Houston open, then three miscuts, and then a couple of made cuts to start the year, uh, in January. So. Um, definitely a GP, more of a GPP guy than anything else. He's, he definitely has a, he's uh, the textbook definition of boomer bust. Yeah. He has a, he has a big stretch. Like he can, he can pull out an 11th place finish or he can just eject and shoot like 82, 78 and just walk home. (laughs) Um, all right. So we are going to switch over to the mid range matchup now. We have uh, in the article, you'll see Harris English at 7,400 versus Keegan Bradley at 7,300. Um, but we are going to talk about Colin Morikawa at 8,900 and Scotty Scheffler at 8,800. So who do, you, uh, who do you got here? Because for me, the power ranking is identical <laughs> and the expected birdies metric has Morikawa second and Scheffler fourth. So this is about as close of a decision as I'm probably going to have this week. And I think it's an important one because Scheffler is obviously going to be popular after his performance last week. It really looked like he had a chance to win. Um, Morikawa is just a popular, you know, just becoming pretty popular in general. Um, So I'm leaning... I'm leaning a little, like a very slight bit to Morikawa just because I feel like 
he um I just think I trust him more and I think they're playing close enough right now that I just I I lean towards Morikawa because I really think that he's like the next like dude that just starts running away with tournaments that can certainly be the case I wouldn't doubt that um you better not But as far as this week is concerned, I, I, I would say Scheffler. I know like, he's obviously coming into this tournament with better recent form, if we're going to go that path. And, you know, Scotty Scheffler's just that dude. There's also the, uh, the <clears throat> Morikawa is playing with Tiger, which uh, just lose their mind about. Um, so... See that is that actually a narrative? Oh, it's definitely a narrative. I I mean, he's playing with Tiger. Just that. I I don't really yeah. think that like the, for me, I, like I've never looked into this, and I don't have like reliable pairing, uh, you know, like reliable pairings in my database. So I don't even know who has tested this or how or why. But I would imagine that pre-cut is not as huge of a deal. Um, I could see yeah. it creeping into a guy's head on a Saturday if you're in contention and Tiger's with you. Like, I get, I get that to a certain extent, even though, I, I mean, I wouldn't really make decisions off of that because I can't quantify it. But I definitely, definitely uh, am not worried about Morikawa um, in that spot because I, I just think he's too good. Yeah, I mean, he's great, obviously. But... um. I don't know. It just my gut just says Shuffler. Yeah, that's fine. Just this week. If you want to talk about overall and who's going to be better in their careers, then that's different. Yeah. That's different. But Shuffler for me. What do you say we hit I see a name place. here on this sheet. Oh, boy. That triggers me. What? At Keegan? Yeah, that's in the article though. Why? Yeah, we but can't. Like, we we got to we got to get the people's clicks, Evan. We can't we can't talk about things like this. You know that the answer. You know what my answer is. Uh, but for the people who are listening to this, who just stumbled across our, you know, these two idiots on a, a football channel talking about golf, we need to make sure that they click on the article. <laughs> I <laughs> do what you want. I, I just I, saw that name on there. I'm just. I was objective, but I, yeah, it's. Right. I picked who you think I would pick. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into some some of our favorite GPP plays. We, all the way up at the top, we have five guys in the five figure range. Um. We talked about Rory already. Who would be your next if you just had to pick? Uh, one other guy from the 10k range and up who would uh, who why would... not why not tiger like uh, obviously it's the fish pick sell me sell me on tiger I, tiger just well tory pots <laughs> tiger's just the goat at tory pot oh my god he's the goat everywhere that's such a dumb shit thing i hate i hate this thing i hate it so much it's like, oh, yeah, no, Michael Jordan was really good at this basketball court. Like, no, he's just good at basketball. Yeah. Okay, we can't compare golf to ba- – because these 
courses are much different. You understand what I mean, though. I know People exactly. Like, what oh, about. Tiger's won this many tournaments in Ohio. He's done uh, a smash. Like, no, he's won tournaments in every state. No, Tiger does well when he Tiger. Tiger does well when he goes up against teams that average six yards a player more. Yeah, like it's just it it bugs me to no end. Like I I just oh my god I hate it so much. Like yeah I I can't do this rant again. I I really if you can hear it in my voice I really don't have the energy for this rant. But it's just so tilting every time I hear it. And I'm not like I'm I'm not like going at you. I know you're just saying it to say it. But like there are people that are like no. You don't understand. Like, you have to play him at X court. Like, no, you just play him all the time because it's Tiger Woods. That's why you play him. Because he's very good at golf. If you're not, if you weren't sure about it, he is confirmed good at golf. Last I checked. (laughs) There's a guy. I forget who it is. It might be Snets. Snedegers? Um, Snedegers. Yeah. A bunch of words just popped in my head. But, I mean, we'll get to him. I, I'm just having a random thought right now. We'll get to him in a bit, though. But, obviously, Tiger. <laughs> I have I, I, oh my I have a thought. Groundbreaking analysis. Thank I have you. a thought. Just just let it ride. <laughs> but, yeah, Tiger. Tiger. And then, I mean, whoever you want at the top here. Can you make an argument against any of these 10K up guys? Like do you, can you not, make the argument against them? That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I, I personally am not like the biggest Justin Rose guy. Like I'm sure people who have listened um, to to anything, you you probably haven't heard me talk much about Justin Rose. He just never really moves the needle for me. Like I would, I would put him fifth out of the five at the top. Um, I think Xander like. Price included, I think Xander's probably um, like neck and neck with Rom for me behind Rory. But uh, like you could flip a coin with Tiger also. I, I just I won't have any Rose, is what I'm getting at. Okay, so is that? I'm assuming that's the only 10K enough guy that you would have an issue with, presumably. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't even really have like a strong take against him. It's just that there's no way that I'm gonna fit. I'm not going to build – if I build 20 lineups, I'm not going to have exposure to all five of these guys. Like, that's just – I don't think that that's the way to build your player pool. Um, okay. I think you have to take a stand somewhere, you right? Take a I stand mean, somewhere, yeah. So, it, that's that would be the stand, but it's not like, oh, my God, I think Justin Rose is going to, like, miss the cut and he's going to retire on Friday night. Like, it's not that <laughs> – um, I hope he doesn't retire. I mean, I wouldn't really care. He's kind of, <laughs> kind of annoying. He's a relatively um, young guy. Hmm? You know? Eh. Is he? I don't know. He's been around for a while. Well, I, a lot of these guys have been around for a while. But no, they like, come up when they're like 14 years old. Yeah, but he was so playing like I mean, maybe when age. you – he's he's going to be 40. 40? He's turning 40 this year. He doesn't look 40. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I right, wonder what. Uh, <laughs> let's get back on the rails here. Let's uh, let's hit the nine k range. Uh, we talked about Decky and Ricky. Obviously, um, your is friend, there anybody? Your, your friend Gary. Oh, always Gary. I mean, we 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 got to play him. 
I mean, this is this is a tough range for me to take a stand though because I I love I would love to get Gary Finau Sung Jay all in. Um, I guess you probably could, right? Ninety five, ninety three, and ninety one. Like you could probably make a lineup with that. I just don't know how good you'd feel about the bottom end, but um, those are my three in the in that range that um like trying to figure out a way to get in, but they're all going to be popular. Gary, uh, Gary Woodland, Tony Finau and Hideki are the three top tag golfers on Fanshare right now. Understandably. So <clears throat> I think it's just a price thing yeah. too. Like it's people see that price for those guys and they expect it to be higher. Usually. I get that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have any strong takes on the nine K either. All right, so hit me with your hit me with your Snedeker take since you're just like you're boiling over to to talk about Brant Snedeker because he you play the... you play him at Tory you know he just you he do. smashes he didn't see, that's, he didn't so win I see this... on a complete fluke no. at so... Tory when there was a weather delay or anything killing me so I see this Colin Drew tweet this morning right. And it's saying, you know, it's like a, like a data golf visualization here. And it's just looking at how bad of a course fit he is here. No, he won. How? He won. It doesn't. He won. That's how that great of course history. He had. If he won. This is like, this is looking to be the ultimate debate of, of how one values course history versus, um, course fit obviously you and i side on the more reasonably logical portion of this evan if he won at a course that means that he just gets an advantage he he starts with a head start he gets free drinks he gets he gets everything and his mental state nothing can be going wrong in his life when he comes back to a course that he won at this is the crux of course history. And if you don't believe it, then I am looking for a new co-host because I don't know what else to tell you. I, I've uh -huh. tried. I've tried and you just won't listen to me about this course history stuff. So I don't know what to, don't tell, know you. to tell you. I'm just saying, like, I, I just think across the board, you're really going to figure out the people that are course history versus course fit. Yeah. Week. And and he he's pretty to to that end. I just saw the the uh, Drewby tweet. At the, to that end, like he he ranks pretty poorly in expected birdies, which is a measure of course fit, also. And his power ranking isn't anything to really write home about. Like I I would probably rather play Neiman or Smith like above him. I would consider dropping down to like Wolf or Palmer instead. Like there, I just think there's enough options that I, I'm not going to go crazy on, on Snedeker this week, but that's, that is a good, uh, that is a good tweet by, by Colin because he, uh, he and data golf do a lot of great work. So make sure you're, uh, you're following along with those guys as well during the week. Yeah. Why not? You know, little plug. Um, all right, we we got to we got to hit some value. We got to get some cash locks, and we got to get out of here. So, what are give me? Do you have a couple 
of like just cheaper like GPP plays or just cheaper guys that you're considering in general. Um, let's go like, I guess, you know, 7K in the 7K range. I feel like you can make an argument for Harris English. Yes, you can. You really can. Great off the tee. Um, great birdies guy overall. 7,400 seems pretty cheap for him. Yeah, for sure. He's he has a he has an eighty three in the power ranking this week, which is um, again in that same you know group that a lot of winners come from. I don't think he's going to win, but he uh, he's definitely definitely in a good spot um, compared to some of these other seventy four uh, or seven k guys that you're just kind of like whatever about. Yeah. Um, I do think Denny McCarthy is another guy who could be a little bit popular this week. He popped for sure in the expected birdies. He's pretty high up there. Um, and his power ranking is also um, way up there as well. So those two at like the lower range of the 7K along with Tringali, um, I think you can you can build some pretty, uh, some pretty solid lines w- using those three and just rotating more expensive guys through the rest of your lineup if you want to go that direction. Yeah, you can. Um, kind of just circling through here. Trying to find, I mean, if you really have balls, and I mean really have balls, you can go Vegas. Yeah, it It was, it, we were close. Like, I, I, I mentioned him in the article last week for, for a GPP play, and I don't know if it was... I don't remember if it was Thursday or Friday, but he had a couple of like a little birdie streak. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then he just like literally did nothing. Um, But that's what he does. Yeah. He's super streaky and he's, he's just always going to be that guy. He's another one. That's just like miscut, miscut, you know, 15th place, miscut, miscut 17th. Like that's just what he does. You can't really, he doesn't even like trend in a certain direction. It's like literally a random number generator for his like strokes gained approach every week. Seriously, it, it just seems that way. And then we can also maybe look at a Doc Redman. Yes. Kokrak. Bubba. Uh, no Bubba. Um, I can I can get Oops. some I can get behind some Doc Redman at sixty five hundred. He popped uh really high in the expected birdies. Um and a little bit more expensive than than him at sixty nine hundred, Scott Stallings. Um, I believe he's a he's a favorite of yours. Um, he uh, he's he just seems to. I mean, he's like okay. Like he's probably going to make the cut. I don't think he has a ton of upside, but I think that he um, he definitely has uh, an argument to be made for his uh, fit this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know who else. Nobody cheaper though, right? Are Are you going to your boy Maverick? He has the number one uh, expected birdies number this week. Really? Yes. Small-ish sample. How? He's made a bunch of cuts in a row. Hold on, he's made what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven straight cuts. Although his best finish is at the Houston, which – and then last week he finished 37th. 
Yeah. I just think he it's it's not really like a, oh this guy's gonna he's gonna, you know, finish in like the top twelve or something, but I do think that he has like DraftKings scoring upside where he is more likely than a lot of guys in his range to outperform his finished position relative to his DraftKings scoring. Like he will score as many DraftKings points as guys that are like 10 places higher than him on the leaderboard, just because he, he just has that like volatility. Like he'll get a, a few birdies, but he'll give a couple strokes back too. Um, so I think that that, that's probably why that's the, the argument for rostering him. Um, but that's like, that's a flyer. That's not like a, <laughs> that's not a cash lock or anything. <laughs> no, I, I don't think any of the guys like we just mentioned. Yeah. You you can't you can't cash lock a guy named Maverick. It's impossible. Yeah. Unfortunately right. not. Let's uh let's hit some let's hit some cash locks and we will hit the road. Um just to I I haven't been tracking yours, but uh just to <laughs> just to recap, last week um both both guys threw the cut. Um, we are officially five of six, uh, for the season. So I know I put Scheffler in there last week. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm never going to write yours down. If you want to, if you want to track your, it's, it's hard enough for me to do over unders. It's, uh, yeah. Um, so why don't you, uh, why don't you hit us with, with a, a couple of you cash? Always, you always just throw it to me first. I went first last week. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go, Scheffler again. I really like that. And let's go, Tringale. Love me some Cameron Tringale. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking um, for Tringale. But now I don't think that I want to do that. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think it has to be Tringali. I think 7,100 is just stupid cheap for him. Um, And since we're, since I'm, since I'm going a little bit cheaper there, I'm going to go a little bit higher than I usually go for the second guy and just lock in Morikawa too. I think those, I think those two give you a really solid, um, just a really solid start to your lineup and it gives you flexibility. Like if you want to find a cheap guy, and then pay up at a couple of spots. You could do that, or you can go balanced and just fill in with guys in between those two salaries and feel like really good about your, your cut equity. Um, and just hope that you find like a couple of, couple of hot putters or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think those, I think those four, uh, well, I guess three guys are, uh, are going to win some people some money this week. So, Thanks again, Ev. Appreciate your time as always, sir. Uh, again, remember you can check out his stuff uh, over at Numberball for NHL projections, and his Twitter is at echaney69. I am Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR, and that's about it. So good luck this week, and we will talk soon. See you. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. 
The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause, and Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.